0: Three for each of my coworkers. Like a man working outdoors he feels more like a man have a bottle of suds. <laughs> Well, well, well. If it isn't the Suds Cast beer reviews and attitudes. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. D.C. Thompson, and right across the table from me, looking as confused as ever, is the Rita Wilson to my Tom Hanks.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Head Stew, but okay.
0: Sorry, who is this, talking? It's Britt. We got Britt over there. Britt, did you get all the Tom Hanks references at the start?
1: Well, all I got was... I didn't get it until you said Rita Wilson, because when you said Captain, Captain, I just thought Below Deck. No, Duh.
0: that was a reference to Captain Phillips. Well, now I get it. Uh, pretty topical, I'd say. Captain Phillips came out, what, about eight years ago, so...
1: Why is it topical? Well,
0: that's the joke, because it's oh. not topical at all. It's, oh, that was a joke. And its Good references on. probably flew over a lot of people's heads. But Brit, the weather is starting to sun up quite a bit, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh yeah. But of it's course, sunny.
0: we still can't meet up or socialize with friends and family due to those pesky variants.
1: You and your pesky variants.
0: Those pesky variants—they keep us down, but they can't keep us down for long. So, what can we do if we can't go and meet up with friends and family?
1: Well, you can go get your vaccine.
0: Right. We can go get our vaccine. (laughs) But what I was going to say is we can lay back, put on some big old sunglasses and tan baby tan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, with sunscreen on.
0: Yeah. Well, wear your sunscreen, but, you know, get a tan going. Because here's my thinking, right? We got this nice weather rolling in. You get tanned up. Then when we finally can see friends and family, we look awesome because we have these wicked tans. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, wow, Drew and Britt, they look great. What? what have they been doing this whole pandemic? Working out. And tanning. <laughs> Mostly tanning. GTL. Yeah. What's the, How does that stand for again?
1: Gym tan laundry.
0: Okay. Well, you do the laundry at the house. Yeah. So I'll handle the gym and the tanning part, I guess. Okay. You keep that laundry up. All right. Which reminds me I'm running low on boxer shorts.
1: I so. just did them all today.
0: Well, I, you, I'm going to the gym quite a bit. And by the gym, I mean our backyard to work out. Britt, we can't record out in that sweet, sweet sun but we can record here where we are inside the 5-8 studio just above Suds Brewery in Guelph, Ontario. Can you please tell everyone how they can get a hold of the podcast?
1: Sure. Send us an email at sudsbeercast at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta at suds underscore cast, whether that be a DM or a comment.
0: Yeah, hit us up with your questions, comments about the podcast or about beer in general.
1: Yeah, so as I said, if you hit us up, you might also get on air... So let me just see here, because we did have a, a listener question from Great Blue Heron. Ooh, okay. My partner and I are having a beer discussion about foam. After pouring, and you end up with a bunch of head, and can't fit the entire can into the glass until the foam until the foam subsides a bit. Should you spoon it out, or does the foam contain flavor, or do you lose just a couple milliliters of beer? Also interested in your take on the best way to pour a beer and if you have different techniques for different styles of beer. I've listened to a few of the cast recently, by the way, and love them. Keep it up.
0: Well, wow, thanks for that um, question or kind of message there from Great Blue Heron. So just a couple things here. Foam is caused by CO2 or the carbonation that's in the beer, uh, which can be affected by the beer recipe, so like what type of grains are used okay. or hops. And it's also affected by the beer or glass temperature. So if you're pouring into a glass, in this case, that's what Great Blue Heron is doing. If your glass is warm or if the beer is warm, you're going to get some excess foaming.
1: Well, and I think, um, we've talked about this before on the podcast, the lacing... Yeah. So I think if your glass is greasy and not cleaned properly... like Yeah, it,
0: so you might get less foam yeah. uh, if you do that. But he's talking about excessive foam. Right. Okay. So excessive foam is usually caused by a lot of the common things are, like I said, temperature of the beer, temperature of the glass. If you have a warm beer or a warm glass, those will cause excessive foaming. Foaming can also be caused by beer that's kind of too old or beer that's aging in a bottle or a can. What will happen is it will kind of start to ferment... There's some sugar still left in them and there's some yeast still left in the beer while it's in the can or bottle and it will kind of continue a fermentation process while it's under pressure because there's nowhere for the CO2 to get released. So it creates more carbonation in the beer than what you would want. This is often happens with beers that have fruit additions in them. So like if you have a fruited sour, it might, if you, if it's too old, like it's been in the can or bottle for months. Yeah. It can over carbonate and when you pour it after it's been aged like that, it will start to foam a lot.
1: Well, all you need to do, this is the trick, Mm -hmm. you take your finger, you rub it on the side of your nose and then you touch the foam.
0: Yeah. So foam, the foam will go down if you touch it with like grease, kind of is what you're implying there. Uh, As far as the other questions from Great Blue Heron or the other kind of side questions, I personally usually, if a beer is kind of over foamy like that, I usually just let the foam subside and then I just top it up with the remaining portion that's in the can or the bottle. Um, The foam will subside. Uh, All that usually happens with one of these beers when it's too foamy is the beer just tastes a little bit flatter than it normally should because the carbonation has also left the beer. That's why it's creating foam. There's too much carbonation not in the beer.
1: sometimes it's foamed as his second question because you just pour it wrong. Everything can be fine with the beer. If you pour it wrong, it'll foam over
0: yeah so as far as pouring technique i always tilt my glass when i pour and then as the beer is finishing i'm pour- yeah. finishing the pour out i kind of turn the glass more vertically now if you know like let's say you bought a six pack or a four pack of beer and you kind of open the first one and it's too foamy you're going to want to tilt that glass almost the whole pour to help prevent more um, foaming a lot of good questions there about foaming in beer and i think it's something that happens fairly often with beer when you when you buy it but brit speaking of beer are you ready to move on? Thanks for the question, great blue heron, by the way.
1: Yeah, I think we gotta get to this beer already. Okay,
0: Britt, well, without further ado, let's crack a brew. We got a his and hers episode here, and we got a crazy beer. It's time to start our day off with this next one. Brit, crack that can. This one is Berry Banana Acai Granola Smoothie Sour from Collective Arts Brewing Limited. Wow, that was a mouthful. Oh, it's pouring a like a Purply, berry. Berry, yeah. Sort of a berry color. Purpley pink, sort of. Thank you, Britt. This is, again, berry, banana. Uh, is it acai or acai?
1: Don't even know. I that. think
0: it's acai because it has a little, like, accent on it. It's
1: one of those ones where you just try not to say it.
0: So it's berry, <laughs> banana, acai, granola, smoothie, sour from Collective Arts Brewing Co. Cheers, Brit.
1: And there's actually granola in it, not floating. Wow, you really smell the banana. Yep can't taste the banana, and I can't really tell there's granola. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Sometimes you make smoothies, and you put granola in it, and it's chunky.
0: (laughs) So, sorry, you were expecting the beer to be (laughs) chunky?
1: I don't know. I think I just had this. Well, first of all, I hate a real smoothie. I hate when granola's in it. Okay. Because it's gross. Because a smoothie is supposed to be smooth, and you're using your straw, and you can't suck it. It's getting stuck because there's granola chunks.
0: Well, what if you don't use a straw? What if you just drink it?
1: I still think it's gross because now you're like chewing and drinking. So let's just get
0: back to my initial question, which was you expected there to be chunks of granola in this beer.
1: Well, of course not, but that's what it made me think of, number one. And number two, I think for some reason I thought it was going to be more milkshaky and smooth or not smooth. I don't know, like thick.
0: Yeah, it's not thick. I mean, it's not thin either. There's a little bit of tartness, but it's I not like it's exceptionally tart. You can
1: really smell banana.
0: You can smell the banana for sure. And I think if you smell a little deeper, you will pick up that granola.
1: I think you can smell the granola. You can't taste it. I mean, it's definitely the the flavor that comes through is sort of the berry.
0: So I should just give its stats here just quickly before we move on. It's 5.6% ABV. Uh, Collective Arts is based out of Hamilton, Ontario, although they have a couple of brewery locations throughout the province. And this can, we bought it at the brewery, Brit, in Hamilton. We did a curbside pickup, and that is $4.55 per can at the brewery and also available in some LCBOs. It is
1: a limited release.
0: Yeah, so it's a limited release. I don't know. I kind of like it, actually. Oh, I do. I like it. It's not, like, exceptionally tart, which sometimes I find is a bit of a turnoff. And it kind of is allowing these flavors to sort of come through. I'm
1: starting to taste the banana a bit more on the back end, maybe now that it's a little warmer. Like, my first sip, I couldn't taste banana. My last sip, I could.
0: Okay, well, let's just go through the long list of ingredients because there is a bit of a long list. It kind of spans the entire can of the label, the label on the can. So there is strawberry, blackberry, banana, and acai puree. Mm -hmm. And then there's granola. And then granola is broken down into oats, um, brown sugar, I think, and vanilla. Yeah, it's wild, actually. It's kind of all these flavors are coming through. Now, I, I couldn't say... I would be lying if I said I knew what an acai berry kind yeah. of tastes like.
1: I feel like those berries seem to be like a real craze for a while. They it's were. It's like everything had,
0: they were. had it in. It was one of those, like, I think think it became one of those superfood things. Yeah, It's like, it did. oh, you got to have these berries in your uh, granola mix because it's superfood. Sometimes I find these superfoods, it's like just the more insane they are to pronounce, the more they become popular. Like quinoa, another one. It's like it's almost like are these superfoods or are they super hard to pronounce? Yeah,
1: I guess there's some easy superfoods though.
0: Well, kale is maybe chia. Yeah, but chia also like not super common. I mean,
1: I guess but for we the average. Know it.
0: Well, yeah, you know it because of a ch- chick ch- ch- chia pet. Yeah, but nobody thought in the early '90s, late '80s. Oh, you know your chia pet. You can just eat those seeds.
1: Do you think those are the same seeds?
0: I think they are. I would imagine they are. I don't know. These are all great questions for next episode's Brits. Yeah. But Hmm. I'm really liking this. this I really like
1: it too. It does. I think the banana and berry really make it have the smell of a smoothie. Like I'm really transported to booster juice. Well,
0: (laughs) free, free promotional plug for booster juice. I'm very intrigued because when I was reading the ingredients list, the first puree, and I would imagine that they're doing this by kind of, what quantity they use. Like, that's, yeah. where, that's the way most... Um, labels are. Labels are for, for ingredients. Strawberry puree is the first. And I was like, wow, strawberry. Because, like, usually I would have to say, when I see a berry sour or a berry flavored beer, they're kind of using, like, blackberry, which this has. Yeah. Because it's, like, a cheaper berry. Strawberries are actually really expensive. And also, a very as we've talked about, it's a very delicate flavor to get across. Well...
1: This beer isn't cheap. It is four fifty five a can. No, I know,
0: and I, that's why I think that the price point matches the ingredients. If anything, I would say you—they pr- probably could sell this for more, and people would be interested in buying it.
1: Who's the artist? Joel Mackenzie from Ottawa. Brit.
0: and this is an interesting point I wanted to discuss with you because you have in the past said, well, Collective Arts—they don't—they have art on their can, but it's not always by Canadian yes. artists. A lot of times it's by, you know...
1: A lot of Americans. A lot of American.
0: Them. But here we have somebody from Ottawa. Yeah. So what do you think of the can design, the label?
1: Well, I really like... I like the idea that Collective Arts does where they do feature different artists on their can. Mm-hmm. Um, this piece of artwork itself, I would say, is not necessarily my, my jam.
0: Sort of like a dog.
1: Yeah, or it looks like a panda.
0: Mm. It's hard, to, it's hard to tell because you can't I mean, see the label all splayed out flat. I'm not
1: saying it's not good like I think it's cool but this just isn't sort of the type of art that I myself am super into okay
0: yeah um, it's kind of like but a... I
1: think it's like it's fun I what I really like is I do like the color of the label like it's kind of a pale turquoisey.
0: yeah almost like a sea foam um, kind of a thing
1: but I do really like the fact that people can submit artwork and then they pick and choose what goes on the can Uh, The only downside to that is I think sometimes some of their beers have different art, but it's the same beer. So, for example, you can get a Ransack the Universe and it's one piece of art. Yeah. But then, like, next week you go and it's a different one. So, But the label underneath it is always yellow for ransacks. So I think that's maybe how you sort of tell what's what, but well,
0: I think that that's, what's interesting about collective arts. Cause they've been doing this, you know, these um, independent artists on their labels for quite a long time. And you would think it's counterintuitive because if someone's walking into the liquor store and they see, uh, you know, they see this berry banana, acai, granola, smoothie, sour, and it has a different art on it. They might be confused by that. They don't seem to care. Because, as you mentioned, they sort of color code each beer has its own color.
1: with that being said, I think a few episodes ago when we had Groovy Dead one on, we sort of talked about how a lot of people buy beer based on the can.
0: Yeah, Rob Armstrong of Groovy Dead one. We talked about actually him submitting some artwork for Collective Arts.
1: So it's very possible that sometimes people have had Ransack before, they change up the art label, and now someone's buying it again.
0: Yeah, that's true. With, they,
1: with, and not even because it's like, oh, I... Like, I really like Ransack the Universe. Like, that's a, a go-to for me. That's the that's Collective um,
0: Arts kind of IPA. Yeah.
1: So, but I bet there's some people who have it once, and they're like, oh, I like it, or I don't care for it. Forget they ever had it, see a different label, buy it again.
0: Yeah, and then they get home, they open it up, and they're like, oh, I think I've had this before, but i bought it again. Yeah,
1: so... And there is something... I've... I mean, it is kind of a neat idea to change it up. It does keep things, like, a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know it's a... You always know it's collective arts because you can just tell that the artwork, even though the artwork is always different, you know it's a collective arts beer.
0: Yeah. Britt, I was... When I was researching uh, information on this beer, I came across a review of the beer. Do you want me to read the review?
1: Oh my God, was it... who's Was it a good review or a bad review? Well,
0: we'll just see, but it's going to lead into our next thing okay. which you've already kind of touched on. So this review comes from... M, E-M-M-M, quote, I love seemingly every sour collective arts puts out, but this one blew my mind, exclamation mark. Oh, it's a good review. How can a beer taste like my morning smoothie so tasty? And you lamented earlier me putting granola into our morning smoothies, and here you have someone posting online saying they actually like the flavor of granola in their morning smoothies. And to that, I have to say, simply, bread. aha.
1: Yeah, the flavor of granola in a smoothie, great. Chunks of granola in a smoothie, not so great.
0: I think it's worked out for Collective Arts here because they've kind of, their granola as listed on their ingredients is just so simplistic. It's oats, brown, vanilla, sugar. brown sugar. Yeah, That's there's oat
1: is. flakes as well.
0: Yeah. So that's going to like help with head retention, like we talked about with that user question.
1: They said in their review, how could it taste like their morning smoothie? And I also said this, like I'm transported back to booster juice. Yeah, Like it almost feels like, I know yogurt and beer don't mix, but it almost, you could almost blend this up. Oh, this would be a good thing to use as like a beer cocktail, I bet. Mm. blend it with like a bit of ice or like a,
0: a beer float
1: oh, beer float or maybe even add a shot of rum into this i bet that would be good
0: we're just adding shots of rum <laughs> into all of our beers nowadays
1: yeah but i think it has that cocktail-y yeah vibe
0: so maybe i guess the lesson for me is i need to be don't just throw any old granola into the smoothie basically just throw some oats in there and some brown sugar we'll be good to go
1: Well, the oats are still going to be chunky, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, well, I haven't done that in a long time because of your protestations, so I guess I won't be doing it in the future.
1: I feel like lots of people would be on my side with Mm -hmm. this. Mm
0: -hmm. Done. Speaking of done, we're pretty much done our samples of the Berry Banana Acai Plus Granola Smoothie Sour from Collective Arts Brewing Limited. Britt, it's that time in the podcast. We're going to have to review this bad girl. I'm going to say it again. (gasps) Berry, banana, acai, plus granola smoothie sour from Collective Arts Brewing Limited. Is it a thrill, will, or a swill?
1: I think for me it's a will plus. Okay. I think it's really good. I would buy it again. My only comment about it is it's maybe not as crazy tasting as I had initially thought. Hmm. I think I had an expectation of something and this just isn't it. Okay. Um, but... I mean I would I would drink it again. I would buy it again for sure. Like no, hands down, it's really good. It the color is good. It's not too tart. I just I don't know what I was I don't know what I thought I was getting. Maybe I thought it would taste more like granola. I don't know. I like it.
0: You were looking for those chunks of granola, granola yeah. floating in it. Yeah, you called it. Right.
1: Okay, Drew, your turn. Thrill will or swell?
0: Well, I'm actually going to go a little bit higher, Brad. It's a it's a thrill for me. Ooh. You know, there's a lot of things you touched on uh, I didn't necessarily if in, in anything for me I was my expectation level was a little bit low because mm. I, when I see this many ingredients like this many flavors specifically in the name of the beer berry banana acai and granola smoothie sour like there's a lot going on there yeah. so for me if you don't if you don't hit on like all s- seemingly five of those things like just off the top five it's gonna be a bit of a miss mm. I think they pretty much hit on every single one of them it's sour it's not too sour
1: it's a nice sour.
0: This banana comes through in the aroma. There's a berry, they use strawberry. I think it's good that they use a strawberry mixed with a blackberry. Blackberries are sour, strawberries are sweet, they kind of balance each other out. I don't know what acai flavor is, so but the banana again, a very subtle flavor for it to come through as strong as it did. Yeah. The granola also comes through. I mean it's a thrill. The artwork is from a Canadian. I yeah. would surprise me even... get you a higher rating on that.
1: Well, I think at this point. I just don't judge collective arts based on the art at this point. Mm. Like, it's not, because you.
0: No, I'm not I'm not judging it by the context of what the art is. It was more that it's a Canadian artist. Yeah,
1: on, I guess because it's just, that's their thing, so I don't even take it into account. And we've, we've reviewed collective arts before, so I didn't take can design into yeah. my rating.
0: Again, though, it's not the design of the can, it's who's. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, the it's nice that it's a Canadian, can. especially yeah. for a limited release. I yeah,
0: so. Better. For me, it's a thrill. Uh, We also, we went to the brewery. We did like a bit of a Hamilton uh, curbside brewery pickup thing on your last day of maternity leave before you had to go back to work. And this was one of the beers we picked up at Collective Arts. What did you, just quickly, Britt, what did you think of the brewery? I mean, we didn't get to really go in. We went into the bottle Um, shop.
1: It's not, I don't know what I, again, I don't know what I was expecting. It's definitely in a more industrial area than I had imagined. Ooh, we got a free thing of hand sanitizer, so that's cool. They had
0: some free sani, yeah. I
1: would like to go back because when we were doing our quick little order, and actually when I looked on their Instagram, they do have a whole room where they've displayed like every can they've ever done. Yeah. So I'd like to go back so we could actually go inside and look at that because that'd be
0: cool. It seems like you could spend like a good like half a day there. just Yeah,
1: and I didn't see if they have like an outdoor space.
0: I think they do, but again, nothing was open. So it's really hard to see exactly what they had.
1: Uh, But I think the one in Toronto is a pretty cool space too. Yeah. So I've seen on Insta. We
0: picked up a couple of bottles from their Toronto location. Their Toronto location makes mostly like bottled uh, one-off special beers. And I think the Hamilton location is where they're making a lot of the canned regular stuff. Yeah, it was huge. The Ransack the Universes and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Cool. So, Will Plus for Brit, Thrill for me. That's that a good rating. Berry Banana Acai plus Granola Smoothie Sour from Collective Arts Brewing Limited. Now, Brit, we're about to move into our second beer. And, ooh, this is an OG beer we have in our second beer. Ooh, interesting. This is an OG craft beer from Southern Ontario. Before we do that, we're going to take this quick little pause. Come right back, everybody. This is the Sudscast. Sudscast. And here we go. We're back. We have an OG craft brew we're about to crack on. But before we can crack that can, it's time for us to look to the heavens, raise our hands, and ask, why didn't we know that thing in one of the other podcasts from previous episodes? It's time for Brit to regale us on something we got wrong, something we didn't know or forgot. Everyone listening at home, in your car, on your sidewalk, walking your dog. It's time for Brit's bit. Brit's bit. Brit's bit. Brit's So anyway, I think so we didn't know, know. We didn't we know, know the main. So, up, so according the to the of internet, oh, so right. well, right. I was on the internet. All right,
1: Brit's bit. So I think in the cider cast, we were talking about the calories in a cider, and we didn't seem to know the answer.
0: Yes, there was some serious questions about what the calories so, are.
1: As per Google, for a cider, about a 500 milliliter. so I guess that's about the size of a tall can ish.
0: That's a pint.
1: Yeah. Um, average around like 209 calories, okay. which is the equivalent of a crispy cream cinnamon sugar donut
0: okay weird what website were you on I don't
1: know I just googled and it like you know google does those those questions that's an
0: odd comparison Uh, because Krispy Kreme I think of those like glazed donuts not the cinnamon
1: well I think because we're Canadian we only know the one donut from Krispy Kreme because anytime those were ever here those were the the only ones ones. you ever could get and there's I mean there is a Krispy Kreme location in Canada like in Ontario
0: yeah there's one in Toronto Uh, that I'm aware of but
1: I feel like yeah, Still I, a
0: strange comparison, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know. Like, anyway. Why do you even need to compare it to a donut? It's an odd comparison. So 209 calories thereabouts? Some, yeah, about that. I wa- Give or take, right? I, yeah, that probably varies like the dryness level and the sweetness level. Yeah. The sweeter one is probably more calories, a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so hmm. that's that. Okay. And then I guess we were talking about if you have to have apples to make a cider.
0: Yes, this, which... was, an, this was a kind of funny moment.
1: Well, because then when I started to think about that, I thought, well, there's a lot of I thought, well, there's a lot of drinks that are labeled as a pear cider that don't have apples. It's just pear. Yeah. Right? So another fermented fruit. But I guess, again, just Googling online, the cider purists and enthusiasts say the only cider is with apples. Right. And an alcoholic pear drink is called a peary.
0: Yes, I've heard of a perry before.
1: Yeah, so perry is the generic term for...
0: For a pear yeah, cider, yeah. quote unquote.
1: Although I will say...
0: Fermented drink made from pear Yes,
1: juice. but I don't know. I have seen pear ciders, but I don't know if they're 100% just pear yeah. without apple. So yeah. that could be why they're playing on the name. But I remember Ikea sells a non-alcoholic pear cider.
0: Carbonated pear Uh, drink
1: yeah so
0: like pear soda pear pop almost basically
1: but it's non alcoholic so it must be fermented
0: Uh, it would have been a
1: fermented i would think not just like carbonated pear water
0: pear juice no that's probably what it is
1: you just think it was carbonated pear juice well because if
0: they fermented it then it would be alcoholic
1: yeah but there's a way you can take the alcohol out i know
0: but that just seems like too much of a step
1: yeah i just it seems weird why would they advertise it as non-alcoholic and put on the can like I can't remember if it was it's zero or 0.5%.
0: Put real juice into a bottle, carbonate it, put a cap on that bottle, it might start to ferment itself. Maybe that's bit.
1: why it's 0.5%. So they have that's to I mean. maybe
0: put 0.5%. Also, they're probably trying to sell it as a replacement to alcohol.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: So as most non-alcoholic beers do, they reference this is less than mm, you know half I a gotta, percentage. This,
1: we got to write this down because then they also sell sparkling... They sell sparkling sodas not sodas sparkling wines and i'm pretty sure one had pear so then why would you do both yeah anyway so an alcoholic pear drink is a perry not a cider
0: so cider does have to have apples in it i guess (laughs) okay well i'm glad we closed the book on that one for the next cider cast if someone asks hey does a cider need to have apple juice in it we'll be able to say yes it most certainly does yeah okay Well, thanks for another enlightening cider-fueled Brit's bit. Britt. we're moving into the second beer of the episode here, and oh boy, we got a doozy. We have not done anything from this brewery before. The second beer we have is Peculiar Strong English Ale from The Granite Brewery and Tide House. Britt, you want to crack that can, please? Haven't we
1: been to a granite brewery?
0: Uh, no, we haven't. There's only one. This is located in Midtown, Toronto.
1: What was that one out east we went to in Fredericton? That was
0: Grey Rock or oh. Grey Stone. Okay. Something like I that. I thought it was Granite. That was out in uh, Fred- Fredericton. Fredericton. Yeah. No, so this is Granite Brewery and Tidehouse. House. As I mentioned, one of the OG beers, this is one of the OG craft brewers in, in uh, Southern hmm. Ontario. They have been brewing craft beer since 1991. Wow. This is kind of a brew pub situation they have going here so cheers Cheers. brit to peculiar strong english ale
1: Ooh, that's strong
0: yeah strong it's there's a little bit of a maltiness
1: uh how much was this can
0: okay so let me run through its stats peculiar strong english ale from the granite brewery and tide house six percent abv and as i mentioned in midtown toronto ontario and this is four dollars per can at their brewery you can only buy this stuff at the brewery. I've never seen anything of theirs in the LCBO, although I could be wrong. How is it, Britt?
1: It's definitely the most beery beer we've had in a while.
0: Yeah, there's. i definitely say. has like that surefire English beer stuff. Yeah. There's maltiness. It's actually um, fairly alcoholic for six percent. I wasn't expecting it to be this is this alcohol forward.
1: Oh, it says Tide House, but. T-I-E-D.
0: Yeah. Do you know what that is? No, I don't really understand what that is. That might be a reference to the actual, like, location itself, um, which is where I picked this up.
1: Yeah, it definitely tastes like beer. And, I mean, obviously everything we have is beer, but this feels like the strongest beer.
0: Yeah, it's sort of strange. I was expecting it to be, like, much more malty. Now, I'm going to read the can media here real quick. Peculiar Ale has been brewed by the Keefe family since 1985, making it one of Canada's oldest craft beers. Peculiar is a strong English ale, not too hoppy and reddish brown in color. It is a dark, malty brew, full in taste with a sweet, dry finish. Now, I wouldn't say I'm picking up a ton of malt. There's malt there. Now, the other, and the other part to this is it says to serve this at 13 degrees Celsius, so it's probably colder than they should be served, um. Traditionally. Okay. Traditionally, British beer is served kind of warmer, so that maltiness might come through more More. as it warms up.
1: You were saying this is a brew pub? Yes. So I did a quick Google, and trusty Wikipedia... Yes. ...says that in the UK, a Tide House is a public house required to buy at least some of its beer from a particular brewery or pub company, in contrast to a free house which is able to choose the beer it stocks freely.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So, and then some other things that I quickly looked over and don't quote me on this, but I wonder if they kind of like rent space from the actual pub that they're in. Yeah, so maybe like, the
0: restaurant is sort of separate from the brewery some, yeah. or it used to be, but now it's all one thing. That's kind of
1: what I was getting from just kind of glancing over some of the Google yeah, answers.
0: Because it is kind of, there, there are uh, brew pubs that like the pub and the brew are sort of separate but intertwined. It's like, right. we only sell this type of beer, or this which, brand of beer, and it's kind of, it's only sold out of this location. Which
1: seems to be a bit more of the Tide House concept, where they have to buy the majority of their beer from a specific place or something.
0: Yeah, so the restaurant... That's kind of neat. At this point, maybe the restaurant that works out of this place doesn't sell anything but granite. But maybe when they or started, some, it was like... Yeah, who knows? Half granite brewing, half other stuff, because mm-hmm. not everybody who came in wanted granite brewing, but... This beer is kind of interesting. It's it, yeah. Like like you said, we haven't had one of these in a long time. Yeah,
1: it's been a long time, I feel like, since we've had something that just feels like a beer.
0: Yeah, but like an English-style beer, which yeah. traditionally is maltier, a little bit darker. Yeah. There's not a huge taste for, like, British ales anymore. Right. And I think the Granite Brewery is sort of almost, ex- not exclusively, but they're kind of, they're tied, quote-unquote, to these, like, traditional English-style of beer. Mm-hmm. Do you like it though, or what do you think? Yeah,
1: I don't think it's my kind of beer. Like I don't, this isn't really the kind of beer I would reach for, I don't think. I mean, it's tasty. It is kind of refreshing to have something that isn't a sour because,
0: yeah, because well, compared to I tend f-
1: to have sours or IPAs all the time. So yeah. it's kind of nice to have something different. Yeah. But
0: good contrast to our first beer, yeah. which is like, you know, beer that's been sort of mutated to a point that's almost unrecognizable. If you look on this beer chart we have hanging in the We're studio, you're not going to find where the banana, acai, berry, smoothie, sour is.
1: Yeah, no. I'm but, just looking But you can
0: find where the English strong ale is. I that guess... That will be available.
1: I was going to say that I'm someone who tends to drift more towards a lager, and this is an ale, but then I just said how much I've been liking IPAs lately, which is a India pale ale. That's an ale, yeah. So, that's out the window, but... This type of ale, I guess this is an ale?
0: This is an ale. Yes, yes, yes.
1: This is probably an ale I wouldn't buy.
0: This is an English ale, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't It's go not for really that. in your wheelhouse, no. I would say like you're more of a if you drink an ale, yeah, it's more of a pale ale or uh India pale ale. Something like you know, even British India pale ales would have been somewhat dark whereas IPAs that we deal with nowadays, they're not really dark. It's more of a West Coast IPA, American style IPA, which is
1: lighter. does this sort of taste like Wellington's Arkle Best Bitter?
0: Uh, Interesting question. A little bit, but the Arkle Best Bitter is, um, it's a different type of British beer in that it's actually a little bit lower percentage of alcohol, where I'm getting like a lot of alcohol from this.
1: Because when I... It's
0: 6%. I, now, the article best bitter is 4.5%. So, definitely, like, a big change in the alcohol percentage. Okay.
1: Because when I tasted this, that's what I thought of immediately.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So, you're in the right wheelhouse. Like, these are both uh, English-style ales.
1: I think it's also, though, my palate for those is probably off. Because as, you've, as we've already just talked about for, like, five minutes, we've been doing a lot of sours and IPAs. So, mm. this is definitely feels like we're really throwing it back or something to like a first few episodes of the suds cast even
0: well we the one of the i think one of the first episodes we did one of the first two anyway we did that um the the war of 1812 that bitter from yeah. the niagara brewing college
1: yeah. okay so
0: yeah we we're in like the bitter realm now this isn't yeah. technically a bitter it's a strong english ale right but english ales are really associated with bitters and there's multiple levels of bitter there's best bitter bitter extra special bitter esb you know there's all these different uh, oh my levels gosh.
1: this is too much beer talk tonight there's been a lot of beer talk i know tonight. definitely some people have just said skip 30 seconds skip, skip 30, 30
0: seconds, seconds. yeah <laughs> can we more talk about the kardashians please <laughs> yeah. More talk about more we, talk.
1: Maybe someone's tuning in to see if they can catch up on the still not ready drama. Okay, well let's
0: <laughs> let's move right past the beer. Let's move right past the beer and the still not ready drama, and let's go into you can edit that out. Let's mm, we'll see. Let's go into the fact that the Granite Brewery and Tidehouse hosts you know pre and post pandemic will and have hosted weddings at oh, the cool. brewery. So Britt, that had me thinking. If we ever decide to tie the knot, are we doing it at a brewery? Well, are we going to have the reception at a brewery? This is
1: the hard thing right now. I think it depends because what kind of wedding do you want to have? I think it's probably really trendy right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. To do it at a brewery. Right. There's that one in Niagara.
0: Uh, Oast House. I mean, they're yeah. just set up for that. Right. Yeah. And they're it's a, kind of it's a of gorgeous, a,
1: gorgeous yeah, space. Yeah. They're out
0: of an old farmhouse on some property. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it is a real trending thing right now, I think, to do it. Maybe, I don't know what the trends in weddings are right now, but I think for a while it was a big deal.
0: I think if we ever got hitched, I think, yeah, I think it'd be fun to do it at a brewery because, I mean, for starters, you have the beer right there.
1: Well, I think that'd be the cool part about it, right?
0: But also, as we sort of talked about, when we t- when we go to breweries, you know, pre-pandemic especially, some of these breweries have like insanely cool spots.
1: Oh yeah, some are really nice. And the nice thing a lot about a lot of these breweries I find is... It's not hard to rent them privately because a lot of them aren't actually open that late on a Saturday night. Yeah. Like they close at eight. So it's not that hard to do a private rental. Like the cost isn't, I haven't actually looked. I'm assuming the cost of some of that is not through the roof because they close early anyway. So it's like, well, now we'll be getting money until like 2 a.m.
0: Now let's say for argument's sake, we do it. We get married. We say our vows yeah. at a brewery. The bartender does the ceremony. He's the officiant. Actually, we'd have okay. to get Amanda Golkar Armstrong to be on. Yeah, really I was say. Okay, but we're at the brewery. We're but actually we're in the pre planning stage. We're not at the brewery yet. Dude, okay. Getting getting hitched. What are we doing with like what are what kind of theme are we gonna do? You know, like we're at the brewery. Are we gonna get our own specialty brew made up just for the wedding? I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Oh, that'd be neat if they could do that. Yeah, I mean like, that's a whole other Yeah. I guess like no costs, we're not talking costs, Oh but no, I would we're, say, we're not going to break, yeah, we're not going to no. get into
0: the money side of it. Let's just go like wonder, money is no logic. I wonder
1: but if breweries are open to do that. Anyway, I'm sure they
0: are. Like, I mean, think about a it, small
1: batch. Think about it
0: like this. If you're a brewery that does like, you know, like weddings and stuff, maybe you just take your like regular beer and you're just like, oh, well this is the Drew and Brit get hitched lager.
1: Oh, like not actually make a special one. They would just call it that for the night.
0: Well, or we could, okay, let's say we can make our own special one. What would we get? It'd have to be something session. It would have to be something session for sure. It'd have to be like 4%, whatever it is. I think it's like a session ale or a session lager. It's like 4% so that way people can drink a lot of them. You know, the brewery is great too because it's like you pretty much have open bars. People can go up and like get anything they want almost. I think we would do a session ale, 4%. Something nice and light, a little bit of hops, not too much, not like a session IPA. Yeah, Like just a session pale ale or something like that. Would there be any beer-themed food at the wedding? No. No? No, So like the, be- the food wouldn't be made using beer? No. Oh, okay. No.
1: I mean, is it a wedding or is it a beer-themed party? I
0: guess that's true. <laughs> and then it can be like a little bit heavy, you know, like yeah. too many beer-flavored I think stuff.
1: It would just... No. Okay. You wouldn't do that on the food. Hmm. But everyone would go home with, like, a crowler. That'd be the party favor. Oh,
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah. Of the beer. Yeah. From the wedding. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Or, or a you, sample
1: glass or something. Yeah, or if
0: somehow you could get it, yeah. like, canned and, like, everybody gets a can of it yeah. to take home with yeah. them. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I didn't even think of that.
1: That'd be the favor. So that'd be the
0: party favor at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Or, like, we get coasters made, too, that, like, have the wedding date on them and stuff like that sure on all the tables i mean those are like just small beer little koozies. favors yeah beer koozies i mean beer koozies are a dime a dozen but yeah they do weddings at grand brewery and i thought man that's pretty cool like not every brewery does that so well, i think that's interesting but if we ever get married i think that that's what we would do the reception portion would definitely have we'll to keep be the at listeners. A brewery. yeah
1: we'll keep you apprised of our plans
0: yeah maybe we could run a contest for invite invitees to the <laughs> yeah. wedding sure. (laughs) Well, Britt, I think it's time for us to review this second entry of the episode, Peculiar Strong English Ale from the Granite Brewery and Tidehouse. Britt, is it a thrill, will, or a swill? It's
1: a will minus.
0: Okay. I feel like you're leaning towards swill, but you won't say it.
1: It's not a swill. It doesn't taste that bad. Okay. It's just not my, it's just not my type of beer. So it's not something I would buy again. But it's definitely not a swill. Like, you can taste flavor. Yeah. You can taste, like, it tastes pretty good. It's just not what I would want to have. It's a little too heavy for me, I think. Mm-hmm. These days, like, 6% is kind of like, okay, I'm going to have this, and then I'm done for the night. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bed after. Yeah. It almost feels a little bit more of a wintry type beer. Yeah. That you'd want on, like, a blistery cold night. I think because of the 6%, it feels a little more of a cozy kind of beer you drink it a little more warm yeah not out in the may sunshine and I, I do like the fact that they've been around for so long and it's one of the oldest craft beer recipes i think that's cool so i would say if you kind of like this type of beer get it
0: yeah like if you're into english style yeah. beers
1: if you're not in if you're more of someone who only likes beer because now they have sours don't okay like m
0: yeah like m from
1: might not like it
0: they <laughs> She might I not, have no idea. She <laughs> might not like it, because this doesn't taste like a smoothie, her morning no. smoothie, so she's not going to be no. into it. But
1: So, Drew, what do you think? Thrill, will, or swit-ill?
0: I think I'm with you with a uh, will-minus. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I thought
1: you'd be higher.
0: Well, like, I'm not a huge English um, ale fan. Like, I'm not a, a big one. I like the Arco Best Bitter. I think I like a Best Bitter because it's, like, a lower percentage. I
1: think I like a Best... If I was going to choose, I'd have a Best Bitter.
0: Yeah, for me, yeah. it's sort of like... This one is almost too 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 alcoholic, if I could say that, at 6%. Like, it needs to be 5 for me. It's almost like yeah. I can, the overriding flavor for me is there's an alcohol uh, flavor. Now, I should say... I might have to amend my score later because we have a couple of cans of this and I think we serve this just too cold, too chilled. Well, I think if we served it a little closer to room temp, because that's the way traditional English ales are supposed to be served.
1: I will clarify. The flavor
0: might have changed.
1: I will clarify that I feel that my rating of a will minus is only there because Of the type of beer. Mm -hmm. Because it's just not a beer I know enough about to really give you, like, a great flavor profile and explain, like, why it's good. Yeah. But, that being said, I feel like we've been doing this podcast for long enough that I can kind of tell if a beer has flavor versus no flavor. Yeah. And this beer has flavor. Yeah. But we also picked the wrong time of year, I think, to have this. Like, it's May. Yeah. This is the time of year where you would maybe want a cold, refreshing light crisp beer not something that's six percent a little heavier
0: yeah well when i stopped in to pick these up curbside i got this peculiar because this is sort of their flagship yeah. beer i mean they've been producing it for as long as i've been alive yeah so you know maybe back in the late 80s this was like kind of like ooh, crazy. oh crazy it would have been but like now the problem is is you sort of have to adapt to the times and the times to me are indicating lower percentage abv you can still do a a a, yeah. a special you know like a, a british style ale
1: i still think it's cool for these brewery brewer, bleh, for these breweries that have been doing this for 36 years i think there's something to be said for these these places that have been around that long that to me says something yeah. clearly people are buying it right i think there's something to be said about sort of maybe sticking to like these are our flagship beers that we do Uh, We visited a place when we were out in Fredericton, and he kind of said, like, this isn't the place you're going to find sours or anything crazy, because we're a Belgian-style. Yeah. And that's cool, because that serves a market, I
0: think. Well, yeah, and this brewery, the Granite uh, Brewery and Tidehouse, it's like, they're doing English-style beers, so, like, that's what they want to do, and hey... In some ways, you have to commend them for doing that, like saying, we're not going to make a sour. We're not going to, you know, they had some fruit flavored beers, but they were essentially just ales with fruit additions in them. So it was kind of like, you know, we know what's fashionable and what's trendy. We're not going to do that. We're going to be for these other people. And there's another, like they have some very good beers. Like there was this one beer that I got from the Granite Brewery that I, we didn't review on the podcast. I picked it up with this peculiar is... Ralph Chases the Golden Hen Golden Ale. That beer knocked my socks off. Hmm. And it was just a golden ale. There's nothing really like specifically yeah. wild about it. It's just, it was just a well made beer.
1: I just think it's cool to see a place that's been around that long yeah. and still doing things. I don't want to say old school, but sort of just sort of like, I don't know, it says something, I think in some ways, a place to stay around that long and not fully go with what's trending. Yeah,
0: not fully embrace all the changes that are happening in the beer scene, but also try some different things out, like they've produced some IPAs and things like that, while still trying to stay consistent with their style or their mantra Mm -hmm. of what their brewery was established as. So yeah, pick up, try a peculiar. I mean, try it, if nothing else, just for the history, I would say. Yeah, I think that's cool. A, it's like it's just like saying when people come to Guelph, it's like you have to try a Wellington SPA. They've been making it for you know thirty years. You just have to try it.
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah,
0: it's the same sort of thing. All right. Well, Will Minuses, but hey, it's Will Minuses with an asterisk because as I said, I'm going to try one of these more out, closer to room tap. so see maybe how it you'll
1: tastes. have to post your uh, updated rating. I might
0: have to. I might have to. We'll, well see. Well, to re-record
1: this whole thing.
0: Well, Britt, we're at the end of the episode. And you know what that means. It's time for us to do our salute, our cheers, our salutations. It's It's been been a blast,
1: and and now it's time to end the cast. We said some cheers and drank some beers. beers. Goodbyes are always hard. Come Come back soon and and bring
0: some buds. We'll be waiting Waiting with with a bottle of
1: suds.